0: Here we go.
1: Join us on Facebook Live and 21.6 The Net on Tuesdays between 12 and 1 p.m. Central Time for Not Done Yet, where cancer slayers come to in their edge. Not Done Yet on 21.6 The Net. Good afternoon and welcome to Not Done Yet. I'm your host, Tom Sellers, with my co-host, Robbie. Robbie How you Guy. doing, guys?
2: Back today. I was gone last week. I had a little... Uh, uh, my daughter is uh, fighting her second bout of cancer and she, breast cancer, and she had to have uh, some procedures done. She's had three procedures in three weeks. Um, well Amazing, just a tough girl. She's a tough girl. She know, a so tough girl. I, Shelly's I, a tough girl, man. We just want to let you know we're thinking about you, sweetie, and uh, you keep me inspired every day by what you do.
1: Absolutely. We're also joined in studio today by our friend, Coach. Papa Tim Stewart. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we <laughs> have been uh, we've been talking with uh, with him for a bit of time. Uh, he's got a, a story to tell how cancer has touched his uh, family, and we're going to get to that here in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, a story. Hey, Gary, how are you? Gary Hackney. Is hey, Gary. Here. Gary, good to see you. Our good acquaintance, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> one of the th- one of the things we wanted to I cover. Don't care what he sh- says. He's my friend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He'll deny it. <laughs> One of the things we wanted to cover in this, this week's show, because uh, we are in the month of blood cancer awareness, yep. uh, Robbie's going to tell us a little bit about some research he has done, and and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that for just a few minutes. Robbie, tell us about
2: sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, I know a little bit about it, being a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor myself, uh, going on 16 years, grace of God every day, thankful for it. So we just wanted to wrap up a little bit and give you some information about blood cancer. Uh, it's... It's a um, it's not a one type. There's basically three types of blood cancers. There's leukemia, which usually affects, um, you know, your 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 blood and your bone marrow uh, production. And then there's lymphoma, which is in the lymphocyte system, which is your immune system. And there's myeloma, which affects mostly plasma cells. So these are all blood cancer related. And those are the three basic types. And then there's hundreds of subtypes of blood cancers. Uh, but those were the three main types. And we just wanted to give you, you know, I was amazed. I looked at some of the facts and the numbers on this thing. and
1: Staggering. Staggering uh, the what you just told me
2: a little bit ago. Yeah, you know, just, just <laughs> people that are actually just living with it. Um, you know, over uh, 175,000 people just living with leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma yearly, daily. Um, I, the numbers that get diagnosed is just crazy. That uh, I wrote them down here this morning. Let me look at them real quick. I hate to read things, but this was kind of uh, seventy-five thousand new diagnoses in two thousand and eighteen are expected of just lymphoma alone. Sixty-three thousand for leukemia. Um, another thirty thousand uh, for myeloma. Uh, so one hundred sixty-eight, one hundred sixty, close to one hundred seventy thousand people a year are expected to be diagnosed just this coming year. This the year that we're in now. By the end of the year. Uh, hundred and seventy thousand people will be diagnosed with blood cancer so it's a very common cancer um, a lot of people have it uh, a lot of times you don't know that you have it uh, you may not have uh, you know like if you have a cancer in your digestive system you're gonna know it pretty quick uh, your digestive system is gonna be upset when you have blood cancers a lot of times you don't know it you may have fatigue you may think it's age work life stress um, you know and a lot of times are hard to get diagnosed I was I'm not a small man. I'm about 6'1", 6'2". Right now I felt 260, but I've been higher before. And when I was first diagnosed, I was about 325, and my doctor diagnosed me with food amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at her and I said, what is food amnesia? She said, Rob, I think you just don't want to admit to me or yourself how much you're really eating, and that's why Mm -hmm. you're having stomach cramps. And uh, I'm like, I I know what I'm eating right now. It's like a piece of chicken in the microwave because that's all I could stand. And uh, did some tests and found out it was uh, lymphoma, had a big mass in the chest area, Uh, about baseball size when we found it, got up to about softball size by the time we started getting it to shrink down. Uh, But it's just, uh, it's amazing how many people go through life not even realizing that they have cancer a lot of times. You know, it's just Uh amazing. Phil Nasserino
3: says, hey, guys, and Marcus Tally says he's in four years in remission from lymphoma." So
2: excellent, excellent. Phil, uh, we hope your wife's doing great. You've been keeping yep. us updated on her, and we just pray for her all the time that everything comes out good in the way we want it. God's will is our will. That's what we always
1: pray for. Amen. And I hope that, uh, I hope that information I sent you, Phil, it was, it turns out to be valuable. Please keep me updated. Let me know.
3: All right. Look at you guys out there making a difference in the world.
2: Well, it's,
1: uh, you know, cancer affects all of us. Um,
2: blood cancer is, like I said, it's a hard one to diagnose sometimes. Um, and some of the symptoms are fatigue is a symptom a lot of times with all cancers. Uh, fatigue seems to be a really heavy dominant uh, side effect from it with people with blood cancer. For some reason, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but they just se- tend to have it. Longer sometimes, I mean um, I'm guessing you probably your oxygen levels are depleted and that
3: would probably have something to do with Yeah, your your,
2: your cell quality is your production of cell quality is not like it was before, the especially with a blood cancer, because it affects your bone, the marrow in your bone, the, the red blood cells, the white blood cells it can be any number of those. And so your quality of blood production doesn't always isn't what it was before you go through this, especially after treatment. Um, and there's a, a lot of times in blood cancers, it's in what they call indolent, slow growing. Uh, so they'll use a process called basically called watch and wait. Uh, if your lifestyle or quality of life hasn't been really compromised a lot, let's just kind of wait and see how this thing goes. To most of us, we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Get this thing out of me. What? Watch me get sicker and wait for me to die? You want to get on to it, but it's not uncommon for a doctor to tell you, let's try this watch and wait, especially, like I said, if they don't feel like your uh, lifestyle or the quality of your life has been interrupted much yet because it definitely will once you start treatments. I uh, just had a friend who is, uh, has got to start taking a, uh immunotherapy, which is something that they use quite a bit with blood cancers, and they're finding that helps with a lot of other cancers, cancers also, it's a drug called Rituximab or Rituxan is the two brand names of it. It's an immunotherapy. a good friend of mine just found out he's got he has lymphoma has come back and they're going to do the a little bit of watch and wait and just do the Rituxan. They don't want to do the chemo or the radiation. It's just in a few lymph nodes. Uh, so that's the one good thing about early detection as we always talk about. Get out there and get those tests. That's your that's your one tool that you really have control over is getting those tests done so please 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 don't hesitate Uh, do your yearly exams men get your colonoscopies and your prostates done women get the colonoscopy and the mammograms and the cervical testing get all of that done do not put it off no matter how good you're feeling because colon 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 please we just had a lady on two weeks last week a 44 year old woman that has colon cancer and her uh, whole hope is that she can convince people to get this done early, by, your, by the time you're 40. Don't wait till 50. Doctors are now starting to tell people a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. Yep. And now those tests are, used to be you wouldn't get them until you are 50 or so, and now doctors are telling you, you know, 40 years old, maybe you should have this test done. And we, <laughs> I just told you the numbers right there. So you know, 170,000 people a year getting uh, lymphoma, or excuse me, blood cancers, and that's just one type of cancer.
3: Oh, yeah. We yeah. uh, we d- uh, when I turned fifty, I had my my first colonoscopy, and then at sixty, when my military insurance came in, I, I had the second. And yeah. um, you know, they look at back at both of them. Unfortunately, I'm in you know I'm in a good place. They say you know come back in ten years, let's do it again. Yeah. So Very But nice. that, that those are one of those are those tests, and the PSA. You know, get that PSA test whenever you get your oh blood yes. work in every year.
2: And don't for, don't forget to tell the doctor also if uh, if there's any history at all in your family. Not that cancers are necessarily hereditary, but if there is history of your cancer in your family, your family is more susceptible to getting it than family that doesn't have it. And that's just the facts of life. And uh, so, even if you don't have it, I, I encourage people to get those tests by 40 years old. Start getting
1: those tests done, please. Uh,
2: yep. yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. And uh, and th- and that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a good segue there when you talk about a family history. There we have a gentleman with us who has a uh, a pretty good story about family history and cancer. Yes. Tim, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us uh, well, where it all started? My uh,
3: my first experience with cancer, I was probably 11 years old. Uh, my uncle Dudley, who was a pilot during World War II and Korea very, uh, actually very well-decorated, highly decorated pilot, hmm. um, wound up with a, a a blood disorder. Back then, everything was leukemia. Yeah, You know, I don't know if they really were able to tell the difference. This was in 1965, 66. Sure. Um, you know, and over the years, we'd, we'd run into a, a few, you know, you hear about somebody over there, somebody yes. over here. Um, and then in the... Uh, I guess it was 1994, actually it was April 29th, 1995. Uh, my sister called me, Now, how do I remember the exact date? It was one month after my 40th birthday. And I just figured my sister forgot my birthday. And us sure. call calling <laughs> a month later because the first thing she said to me was happy birthday. Right. Yeah, that's, you know, that's my family. Uh, when we talked for a little bit and then she said, uh, mom's got cancer. And and in her case, again, she had no indication. Now, Mom had had an aneurysm break uh, about five years earlier and had a stroke during the surgery uh, that left her a paraplegic and very limited communication. So she might have, if her communication was better, she might have been able to tell us more. But she was complaining about pain in her shoulder. They took her to the doctor. She gave her some Tylenol. It didn't go away. She went back a week later. They said, let's do an X-ray. Uh, the x-ray um, showed a tendency towards cancer, was, was was their words. So they did an MRI and a PET scan. And from that, they found 10 tumors in her body, seven in her skeleton, one in each lung, and one on her kidney the size of a grapefruit. Wow. And once they identified it, it was the most aggressive form of cancer out there. Uh, she was diagnosed on April 29th. She died on June 9th, uh, just about six weeks later, uh, with <coughs> no no previous indication. So while we did have some space, you know, six weeks, it wasn't like an accident or something that takes. That's still a very very short period President of time. Um, and there was some interesting uh, times around that period of time. I was still in the military. Uh, I went out and spent some time. My sister lived at about. 9,000 feet elevation west of Denver up by Conifer, uh, Pine Junction, Colorado, on 285. And I went out for a run the day I got there because I'm frustrated and I was, you know, very actively running in those days. And I'm going to go out for a run and I almost killed myself <laughs> from oxygen <laughs> deprivation. Uh, <I> forgot
2: <laughs> to acclimate a little, did you?
3: <laughs> it was, uh, th- my teeth were tingling, my face <laughs> was tingling. I'm like, you know, I, I come out here to, you know, ease her into, <laughs> you know, the next life and... <laughs> Almost took that dive myself, <laughs> uh, and then it was uh, a couple years later in 1997. Uh, and it was about f- it was February of 1997. Uh, my sister called again. And um, no birthday involved this no time. B- no birthday. It was, a w- <laughs> it was this time. It was like a month before my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "Dad's got cancer." Uh, in his case, Dad was a diabetic, and uh, he's a farmer, and he had a sore develop on his lip. And he went, went to the doctor, and it wasn't healing. And he said, well, that's just from your diabetes. It's not healing, you know. Mm-hmm. After farming season, we'll go ahead and cut that out and replace it. The muscle in your face that most resembles, uh, or the muscle in your body that most resembles the muscle in your face comes out of your butt. Uh, so we had a lot of fun with that. They had to <laughs> transplant butt muscle into his <laughs> lip for, uh, is that chewing tobacco, Dad? Uh, but we are, uh <laughs> what was he talking out of? <laughs> <laughs> just like we talk out of our butt every day. Yes, here. exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, broadcast using this tool is our broadcasting tool. So when I say talk out of our butt, we really do. <laughs> uh, so uh, then uh, about three days later, they sent the piece of lip that they cut out off to the lab just for posterity. Because sure. they had done a biopsy and it was didn't show cancer. But then it came back. It was cancer, and they had cut right through the middle of it. Now my dad was a farmer. This is 1997 didn't have an answering machine. Uh, if he was there when he <coughs> called, he'd talk to you. <laughs> All right? He had a CB radio, but the doctor's office didn't. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, the nurse, finally two days later came to the farm and sat on his front step until he came home. Because you know she didn't know and he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> or my dad's words, what the hell are you doing here? Right. <laughs> And she said, Harry, you got cancer. And we cut right through the middle of it. We got to go take more. So he went in for another surgery, and they said they got the whole thing, went through chemo and radiation. But about four months later, a gland started swelling up, did a biopsy on it. Biopsy said no no cancer, but the coincidence was not to be repeated. Uh, They set it off stat, and it was cancer. And uh, they, uh, again, there was a lot of concern on that one. Because where it was on his vocal cords, if they did the surgery, um, it would leave him unable to sing. Mm. Uh, which for my dad, that was that would have been worse than. Uh, don't worry, I'm just gonna tr- if I get a piece of this up here. Um, I'm gonna give you just a sample of what he sounded
1: Amazing like. Grace, how sweet
0: the sound that saved a
2: like me. Beautiful voice.
3: So, so when they said that he might not be able to sing anymore, it was uh, you know it was pretty devastating for yeah. him. Um, they went ahead and did the surgery um, and came on radiation, and it it didn't. He was still able to, to sing. He had a real dry voice and a voice, but they didn't. They didn't get it, and uh, yeah. it shortly after that got into his brain, um, and that was a, uh, you know, that was just a difficult time as it uh, it got into his brain. Again, he was at my sister's house up in uh, Pine Junction, Colorado, and she had a beautiful log house, and uh, I'd been up there about three days, but he, would he was filtering in and out of reality, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there one day, and I was doing a Sudoku, or something he was just sitting on the chair staring like he normally did but all of a sudden i heard timmy when'd you get here and we'd have these moments and we tried not to confuse him with the facts we, we yep. learned that and so i just just got in dad how yep. you doing he goes oh i'm i'm okay and, and we hadn't really had he hadn't been to church in a couple of years and our whole life growing up was church and I, I said how uh how are you or god doing dad and he said, Oh, me and god we're okay i said i love you dad and he said i love you yeah. Timmy and he faded back out Uh, and that was the last conversation he had and it was the first time we said I love you to each other (laughs) in our entire life doesn't mean we didn't right act but it's the first time we ever physically said it Um, and then he uh men from that
2: generation didn't show it as much you know.
3: I uh, showed you love you with a backhand. <laughs> L- I love you, boy. Bam. I'm doing this for you, <laughs> for your own good. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. I never believed that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, for one second, there's a twelve-year-old story in there. I just won't tell. Uh, so you know, he uh, and he passed away. A, you know, a few days after that. Uh, before that, um, probably in no, it was a little bit after that. It was two thousand and three or four. Joshua Geyer. Joshua was a kid I had had in, uh, in middle school track, and he was that boy who couldn't sit still for anybody's <laughs> business. And uh, you wanted him on the track because he'd win races. <laughs> uh, but if you tried to have him sitting in a lecture hall or <laughs> anything, <laughs> <laughs> forget <laughs> it. He would <was> just bouncing <laughs> off the wall. A great kid. His freshman year, he'd gone out for football, and uh, he was walking down the hallway and, and just fell down for no, uh, no apparent reason. And the result was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, got him into remission, and uh, he he made it through his high school years, graduated high school, and then at 19, he came out of remission uh, just shortly after graduation. And uh, and then somebody came over and visited him, and he caught a cold. And it was, it was a cold that, you know, they just... He he was a kid had had about twenty seven piercings and yeah. you know he had tattoos everywhere um, but you know just uh, I was with him just hours before before he passed now you know it it hurt with my mother and dad but you know they're both cigarette smokers their parents both lived into their eighties and nineties yeah. on both sides well uh, Granddad Stewart died of a heart attack in his late sixties but the rest of the family all lived very long. My parents both chose to smoke uh, you know incessantly, and, and i you know I shared that story with you when uh mm-hmm. when we first met and uh, you know they kind of bought it so i w- I was hurt Doggone it, you know you guys you knew better yeah. uh, as I threw my cigarette down but <laughs> uh <laughs> one of my friends offered me a smoking a cigarette one day, and I said, "Can I have one?" He said, "Sure, and he gave it to me, and I broke it and threw it on the ground. <laughs> He goes, what are you doing that for? He says, well, you're going to let me burn it and inhale it. What, what difference does it make <laughs> yeah, to you exactly what I do yeah. with it? <laughs> yeah, really, you didn't care if I was yeah, he burning it up. He, he never offered me a cigarette again. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, and then Josh came along and, and I really got angry. You know, yes, This, is, this yes. was a young man who had his entire life in, in front of him. And him and I wrote a song together that was uh, you know, it, it was kind of interesting because he, uh, he was a rock and roll and I was country. And it was a Jesus song, and it said, uh, uh, decisions, decisions, what are you going to do? Decisions, decisions, when they're all left up to you, just ask when there's a decision. Now, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do if he was you? What would Jesus think? What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do if he was here today? Life's not easy. That should come. It's no surprise. You choose to tell the truth or tell those little lies. Nothing is mostly right. It's either right or wrong. If heaven's where you're going, then listen to this song and follow that bit of advice that it gives to you and ask when there's a decision. Now, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do if he was you? What would Jesus think? What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do if he was here today? Decisions, decisions. What are you going to do? Decisions, decisions. When they're all left up to you. Just ask when there's a decision. Now what would Jesus do? If you ask what would Jesus do and you don't do it, have to hit yourself and say, I knew it, so <laughs> just do it. So Josh <laughs> and I wrote that song. That's uh, cool. Really, af- It was after he had uh, been diagnosed a second time. Yeah. And uh, so he's, uh, he's over in St. John's. I visit him every once in a while. Uh, we got involved with the Relay for Life uh, because American Cancer Society. American Cancer yep. Society because of josh josh was actually um, we got involved in 2001 2002 he is our honorary chairperson uh that's kind of why i remember the mm-hmm. dates here and uh, so the first year out we raised like hundred and twenty thousand dollars we were the number one inaugural relay in the united states of america right up here at johnsburg high school and the next year we did pretty much the same the third year about two weeks before the relay Um, My wife had had something on her back that was bothering her, so she went and had it checked out, and she called me, and she had cancer. Uh, It was a basal cell carcinoma, which is, if you're going to get it, you know, there's basal cell sarcoma, and melanoma. Uh, They say basal is the the one you want to get, and I say, there's none of them you want to (laughs) get. The good kind. Yeah, when they go, oh, you got the good kind. (laughs) Well, and every year when, you know, the survivor... uh, Deal would come around, and just like today, I asked her if she wanted to come be on the show. <laughs> uh, she she says, "Well, I you know I uh, my mine's just skin cancer. I didn't have to deal <laughs> with breast cancer or, or your bone cancer. Well, cancer's cancer. Cancer's cancer. And cancer will kill you if you don't you don't do your screenings. You don't do yes. your tests. You don't get it taken care of. She had eight consecutive, uh, sixteen consecutive quarters. Every quarter she'd have to go in for screening mm-hmm. uh, with new cancer or pre-cancer mm-hmm. that had to be removed." In 2008, we started taking a product from Shackley called Vivix. Uh, it's a resveratrol-based product. I could go into the whole story of how it helped me with my cluster headaches. But more importantly, we started taking that product and adding it to our diet. We also c- cleaned up our diet in a lot of other ways. But we added it to our diet in September of 2008. In November, she had a screening and had a precancer that had to be removed. In February 2009, she was 100% clear, and she just had a screening two weeks ago, and she remains 100% clear. Um, but diet, exercise, yep. uh, this product... Golf. Uh, golf <laughs> 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 uh, you know, th- this product is what they call an antioxidant, a very yes. strong antioxidant, because our body gets loaded with all of these chemicals. Just recently, uh, testing has shown that almost Every there's in, in Roundup, there's a, a, a cancer-causing chemical that's yep. in there they've identified. And every single oat product on the market today, they went out and tested from Kellogg's, from all the different ones, you know, snap, crackle, pops, everything. Quaker. Every single one of them, there's only one, st- one brand or one strain of oats available to the industry that doesn't have the roundup uh, yeah. cancer <laughs> chemicals in it. So if we can't really control what's going in as much as we'd like to, we've got to take care of uh, yeah. what What, uh, what <laughs> Ken said yesterday, and you'll, you'll like this. Yesterday's show was great <laughs> if you get a chance to go listen to it. But during Deke's Health and Fitness Facts, <laughs> he said, <laughs> if you never flush your toilet, you're going to wind up with a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and Good <if> point. <laughs> and if you never flush your body out, the same thing's going to happen. Yes. And how many of us really take the time without it being mandatory to, to flush our detox system? like that, to to not too to many Detox. people. Yeah. Uh, since then, I, you know, I've lost uh, aunts, I've lost uncles, I've lost co- close friends. We were at a Relay for Life fundraiser one time, and uh, Tom, Tom, Tom from, from uh, Minuteman Press, what's Tom's last name? Anyway, Tom over here, Minuteman Press, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. It's part of the, part of the Relay for Life, and and I'm you know I'm speaking up there, and I, I said, all right, you now if you've ever had cancer, come up and join me on stage, <coughs> and a, at least half the room came up and joined <laughs> me on stage. It's all right. Now if you've ever had a family member, mother, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, until I was in basic training, which, if you've <laughs> ever had one of those people, come on up here and get on the stage with us, and they came up. With the there's still a few people out there. If you've ever had a favorite coach, a neighbor, you know, I tried <laughs> to get that next over it, come on up here. And uh, everybody else came up except Tom. He's still out there. So I, you know, I said, th- all right, if you've ever had a pastor, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy in the seventh pew, you know, somebody you just heard about, come on up here. And Tom's still sitting. I said, Tom, no one in your life has ever had cancer. He goes, oh, no. Hundreds of people <laughs> in my life had cancer. I said, why aren't you up here? He says, well, I'm watching the money box. <laughs> I <laughs> said, so "Tom, so everybody gotta <laughs> everybody's to watch it. Everybody's <laughs> up here. Nobody's going <laughs> it. <laughs> nobody's touching the money box. <laughs> but we've all been affected by cancer uh, uh, You know, one of the fun things with, uh, with high school students, when we'd go out and talk to them about getting relay teams, we'd give them all um, those glow sticks, mm-hmm. and you know, at, at one point we'd turn out the lights. And if you've ever had cancer, break your stick and shake it high, you know, and it's, you know, Uh we got a video going, a couple come up and then, uh, you know, sisters, brothers come up, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, and before long, every single stick is in there waving, you know, it's, it is a disease that has
2: affected all of us at one time or another. It's just amazing how many people have been touched by this disease. You know, there's, I don't know what it is about this disease that, Garner so much attention or, you know, because people have other diseases that are life-threatening also, but there's just something about this one, how it permeates throughout your life. Uh, You know, it's like water. It wants to get into every aspect of your life that it can.
3: Did you know that previous to 1910, there are no recorded cases of pancreatic cancer or pancreatitis? (laughs) Do you know what happened around 1910? We, b- we learned how to process sugar into oh white sugar, exactly. and we learned how to make white flour and white bread, and we learned how to make it taste good. Uh, at that time, we, we... stopped eating healthy, basically. Well, <laughs> at that time, we, we gave ourselves a, a diagnosis. The PET scan, yep. how does a PET scan work? Yep. They attach the molecules to sugar yep. because sure. cancer right. loves sugar. Loves, right.
2: loves to eat. Yeah, and sugar, and, you know, so... It goes right there and shows where it's at and where it's trying to eat you. <laughs>
3: Uh, you know i i'm very fortunate to have not had cancer i I've, I've dealt with so many people mm-hmm. who have and today i you know i counsel a lot of people when they first enter enter the battle you know that you know the 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 first disbelief you know and then the uh the depression oh no i'm going to die and yeah. then the anger and then the fight you yeah. know we try to get them to the fight as quickly as we yes, can yes exactly you know it's yeah. uh
2: yeah, you have to because it's it's coming. Well,
3: and you guys look at this.
2: Right. <laughs> just <laughs> gave uh, it to you today.
3: The cancer fighters uh, symbol. Right. Yeah. Big old boxing glove. We're going to give cancer a concussion.
2: We <laughs> better believe it. we're going to knock it out of the ring. It's just you know what it does to people. We uh, another guest that we have on every once in a while Steve Box um, friend of Tom and mine and. Uh, He and I had made you know you make friends at the hospital we do a lot of volunteer work and you make friends real quick with people kind of like you do when you're in a service and you're out there and all of a sudden you know people and you just feel so close to them and uh, we lost a a, a good fighter last Friday. Uh, Antioch Mark uh, our our condolences are out to you and your family and your daughters and your wife and uh, we know that you're uh, a good fighter and you fought the good fight and uh, you went home and so I don't say people died from cancer I say. Mark passed while beating cancer daily uh, because his attitude and his will didn't change. Uh, Just like ours we know something's going to take our body someday it may be this it may not be. Uh, We don't know. Uh, But we don't focus on that we focus on living with or without cancer you still have to go on every day. There Uh, is a uh, there's a beautiful lady listening. Uh,
3: I loved her first on the radio Uh, April my wife is here. Hey, Gary says, guys, thank you for what you guys do together. We will make a difference.
2: Uh, yes, we will, Gary. You're welcome, my friend. <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> a longtime cancer survivor himself. Uh, hardest worker. Him and I used to go out and put the signs out for the relay. This guy, he, he put me to shame, oh, man. Oh, yeah. This I, kid. I had to quit riding him to with him to the hospital because he'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and 5, 6 o'clock, he's out there beeping a horn, you ready, you ready? I'm like, wait a minute, it's only 4.30. <laughs> He loves getting up early and going. <laughs> he he does a lot for uh, God. He's involved in the church and volunteerism at the hospital and His all wife kinds of organizations. Is in cook,
3: oh my goodness, the cookies and stuff and the oh yeah muffins she brings.
2: She's a, Carol is an excellent. She's a she's a teacher at McHenry High School, special ed teacher. Been there I think thirty some years. Uh, that explains a lot, how she puts up with him. How she puts <laughs> up with Gary? Now, <laughs> now you understand it all, don't you? <laughs> heck of a heck of a lady herself, boy, I tell you. And we know she's going through some hard times like a lot of us are. Yeah. And uh, we just want her to know, her and Gary to know, that we're all here thinking about you and praying for you. Uh, you're you're our favorite acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> our good friend Gary Hung
3: is uh, listening from Singapore.
1: <laughs> hey, Gary, hey, Gary, how are you?
3: <laughs> so, Thanks for being
2: here. Every week we see you watching us. So Yeah, he's a good guy.
1: So, so coach you and I've spoken over the years you and I've known each other for a bit yep. and uh, want to take you back to a conversation because I know you want to I know you want to talk about it too <laughs> um, but you when you and I first talked about this and particularly about your parents you're like you know what I was mad yeah, Let, yeah. tell me about that mad tell me what that was all about well
3: there was, and I-, I think it's an emotion everyone goes through yeah. with you cancer. Bet. Yes. You bet, you uh, bet. But more importantly, when people make choices that are clearly, uh, you know, there, and I know you you had a battle with cigarettes for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and y- you and I talked about that, mm-hmm. and I, you know, in our coaching, that was, we business coaching, but I was also always putting that underlying yes, you are. piece into you, because I didn't want anyone else have to feel the way I felt. Um, I was, uh, I don't know if you've heard my story, I'm sitting here today because Martin Roedert intercepted a football in 1972. Yep. Well, how can I say that with any degree of accuracy? Well, it's simple. The night he intercepted that football, I was his defensive end. And as I turned to throw a block, somebody was already throwing a block on me and they went right straight through my knee, and they said uh-huh. I'd never play football again. In December that year, my friend Todd Chesmore asked for a ride down to the North Platte, Nebraska, to the Army Recruiter Station. He was joining the Army, and I thought he was a fool. <laughs> uh, but while I'm sitting down there, you know, an Army waiting area, they only have Army material to read? <laughs> and I read this pamphlet, and it said, Fitzsimmons Army Medical Center is the orthopedic center of the United States Army. And I thought if I get stationed and get my knee fixed I'll go play football I said hey sir can you put me here he said son you sign this contract I'll put you anywhere <laughs> I signed the contract I went off and became a military policeman on my first day of duty I went up to the fifth floor to check out that orthopedic <laughs> clinic and there in that orthopedic clinic sat this cute little redhead and I thought if I get to know her I'll figure out <laughs> who's going to fix my knee I got to know her and I got to know them they never touched my knee, and I've been married to her for 43 years. <laughs> She's been touching your knee for 43 <laughs> That's years. That's right now. Now, the day before I gave that talk for the very first time, I, I d- developed that talk for the Zig Ziglar Corporation down in Dallas, Texas, yeah. and uh, the day before, I was walking down the street in McKinney, Texas, in front of a PetSmart, and this little girl sitting there having a cigarette, and I looked down at her, and I said, "Hun, can I ask you a question? And she said, yes, sir. I said, are you going to have a family someday? She said, yes, sir. I said, do you like babies? She said, I love babies. I said, are you going to take your hand, shove it in through that baby's belly button, grab onto her intestines and shake it so hard that she'll have a pain that will never, ever leave her? She said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, well, let me tell you about the pain that my mother created at the age of 17 when she said, I'm not hurting anybody but myself as I smoke this cigarette. I said, today you are creating that pain for your unborn child from the man you haven't even met yet. She threw that cigarette right down. I said, "Hun." Uh, what are you going to do with that pack? She said, well, I'll give them to my friend. She smokes the same ones. I said, (laughs) so you're going to create all her pain, this pain (laughs) for her child. And she said, uh, I guess I should throw them away, huh? (laughs) I said, uh, I can't tell you what to do. As I walk away, you may even light another cigarette and think what a strange individual this was to even have this conversation. But I do know this, every action you take, every decision you make has future implications. Now, if she throws that cigarette away and she does go and lead a healthier lifestyle, you know why she did that? It's simple because Martin had intercepted football in 1972 right. and everything I've done since that point but uh, that the piece of that story that sits home is that pain you know I, I watch people whose whose parents are still with them at my age you know and my, my wife's mom is still living and, yeah. and just a wonderful wonderful lady a very healthy lady she's she yeah I am she's kind of like who, uh, which actress was yeah, I'll be going any day now. She's gonna live to <laughs> 105. Uh, you know, it's
2: like my grandfather every year. It's the last crop I'll bring in. It's yeah.
3: a <laughs> it's a last it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, but it's 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 painful when someone yes. makes choices that takes them out of your life too early. You know, and I'm in you know I'm battling that right now because for me it, it wasn't cancer, it was, it was my weight, and I, my weight had gotten out of control. And my blood pressure was out of control. And I've got to make some decisions right now to get healthier. So I'm working out two times a week with a trainer. I'm I'm more focused on my eating. Uh, You know, there's certain things that we have to make choices of the things that we know. The things we don't know, we can't do anything about. But the things we do know, we've got to take control.
2: I've always said my goal in life is to be as healthy as I can in mind, body, and spirit when I die. Yeah. I don't want to be all sick and dragged out for six months or a year. I want to (laughs) be... Health in my spirit and my mind and my body and something just happens and I go. I,
3: I saw an interview once down at a retirement home in Florida this, several years ago and the interviewer, she's out and she's just by this this bus bench thing at an intersection and talking to all the old people who are hobbling by in their walkers <laughs> and she's interviewing and this this old boy goes running by. He's, he's jogging and she goes, sir, sir, can I talk to you? And he, says, he steps over and he goes, yeah, how can I help you? She says, uh, how old are you? He says, I'm 95. <laughs> said, 95. She says, you're 95? and How far have you run? He says, well, today's a light day. I put in about four, four and a half miles. She goes, what do the residents down here say about you doing all this running? And they say, John, you're going to kill yourself. You <laughs> need to stop. <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, leading a healthy lifestyle may not give you more years. Right. But it will give you a higher quality. It gives you quality. Yes,
2: that's what I always tell people. There's nothing we can do to guarantee the length of life, no. but what I do determines the quality of my day. So yes, I want to try to eat right and sleep. And biggest one, treat other people right. Amen. Because <laughs> that's where your most of your blessings are going to come back from. You know, Joni Downey treats everybody else right. <laughs> She's amazing. She's watching us right now. So hey, anybody. Joni. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing what. Uh, People have to go through with this thing. I, I talking about my daughter. Three weeks, she's had three weeks ago, going on four now. She had to have her port out nine years ago. She had breast cancer, double mastectomy, didn't do chemo. I think she did radiation and several surgeries. Um, double mass reconstruction. Nine years later, last September, I think it was last fall, she started feeling bad again. Went in, had some more tests. They found an, another lump in uh, the right breast I think it was in the left breast the last time and uh, had another had another operation did chemo this time did some radiation took out the implant that was there put in a stretcher what they call a stretcher implant to make that area bigger so they can shape it better um, goes to take that one out to replace it the w- new one they put in gets an infection in it wow. within two days bad infection. Had to go back in a week later after rounds of antibiotics and have that new implant taken out again. So that's the third implant that she's had taken out over nine years. The last two within a year. And she just, uh, you know, her, her attitude is just so wonderful and I know that she's tired and I know, you know, it brought me back to that caregiver mode of, you can't do a damn thing about this. All you can do is love her and be there and just be there it yep. really it really goes down to there's not really a lot as caregivers that we can do other than be there and try to keep that support for them and and let them know it's okay if you I, like I tell her when you don't feel like you can carry this load today in your mind picture every one of us everybody you know picking up a little piece of that load from you and carrying it for you and that allows you to relax and rest and not feel like you got to carry that load today yep. I got to keep this fight today. It's okay to let other people carry that fight for you once in a while, and you catch your breath a little bit, you know well, that's you what she's going through right now, so you have to I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah we're we're
3: so busy today, yeah um I'm working on a a, a process or a project called uh, phone free Friday um uh, on Fridays turn it off, check it at the end of the day, check it at noon, check it twice a day, but turn off the phone yeah. uh, you know the f's phone free Friday. <laughs> <laughs> at least it sounds like an F. <laughs> uh, but Phone Free Fridays, we, we need to slow down Yes, uh, a little bit. Be and that's hard. Be in a moment a little bit more. That's it, it, hard. Um, my,
1: my best days are those days that I say, yeah. not doing it today. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, you, you know, I, I told you I had a visual. <laughs> uh, I left you about 11. I was going to get here at about 11.30. And my favorite store is between Panera, where I saw mm-hmm. you, and the studio. And that is goodwill. Mm-hmm. I love going into goodwill, doing a little treasure hunting. Yeah. But as I looked around, all the great things in goodwill, you know what I thought? They're not done yet. <laughs> They're not done yet. That's not done yet. Somebody else <laughs> is going to get to enjoy that. Exactly. Somebody else is going to, uh, you know, have that. And uh, you know, that's uh, it, it, it's you guys are treasures. <sighs> and the show and the name of this show, not done yet. I think you've done such an amazing.
2: Yes, uh, when, thing, when Tom yeah. came up with that, I was just that just hit me like that's every It explains every one of us in three little words, especially fighting cancer. I'm not done yet. Well,
3: what what he was really meaning to say is I haven't come up with a name yet, <laughs> but I'm not done yet. You know, I'll, I'll oh, well, you can I, no, no, I'm like you stop there. That sounded good. i not I, done knew, yet.
1: I, I knew you would be the one to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, I'll get it. I just, I'm not done yet. I'll get it. Oh, in I a thought bit. you were telling me names. You're just trying to tell me you weren't done telling me names yet. <laughs> I'm like that's good right there. That's perfect. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> For the stuff you got to go through sometimes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Your color is absolutely amazing, Tom. You look you look great. I mean, oh, I, thank you. I've been with you along this whole battle up and down. So you you've been getting out to the golf course a little bit.
1: I, you know, I uh, I played this season <coughs> badly, I might add, <laughs> uh, but played. You played. Yes. So you, you uh, were
3: digging a ditch or laying on a table. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, got a little bit of sun this year, of course. You know, last year I couldn't spend much time in the sun at all because of uh, radiation and chemo. Uh, so I was looking forward to it, and you know, my wife and I—that's uh, that's one of our favorite activities in the summertime. Yeah. Is just hang out in that backyard.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You—you uh, you smoked the Bago tournament. I, well, I, I, wouldn't I wouldn't
1: go that far. There were <laughs> some. There were some tough people up in there. Yeah, but you <laughs> won it. it. It was. It was. Uh, it came down to the last throw in the last game so yes so you was, didn't throw another throw after the last there throw was, after the last one that was it <laughs> 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 quit there
3: you and Andy Concevich i heard
1: uh, andy that, was uh, andy stepped up it, it was funny cuz when this uh, when these invitations went out and he's going to he's going to text me here any second i'm sure <laughs> um, and of course we did a blind draw so nobody knew who they were playing with and Andy's like, yeah, I'll be there, and I'll and I will kick everybody's butt there. And you know, <laughs> I, I've I, I went through my thing last year, but I'm still kind of a I'm still kind of a trash talker from the old <laughs> days. And I'm I, like, Andy, you better bring your best butt kick and shoes. Turns yeah. out he and I played together, so, so and he did.
2: <laughs> uh we got some sponsors we got to take care of here. Yes, oh, we do. Probably should do that. We
3: probably should do that. You guys get me so focused. (laughs) I'll blame you fully for that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. 21.6
0: The Net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free northern illinois windows inc 815-385-6646 again 815-385-6646 net is sponsored and supported in part by natural therapy wellness center 815-385-8190 how often do you take time for yourself A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself, but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. 21.6 The Net is sponsored by and broadcasts from Sticker Dude, the creators of Final Chaos. 815-322-2480, StickerDude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services, full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project from in-house full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker dude. Call 815-322-2480. Experience, education, character, and inherent ability with numbers, an exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting, 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. Programming on 216 the Net is brought to you in part by the support of our sponsor, x Repair. X-Tech Repair is a full-service IT business specialist providing managed services with 24-hour business support, in-store repair of broken cells, tablets, and screen replacements with both PC and Mac specialists on staff. Visit online at xtech.repair or in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois or call 815 815-
3: Five one six eight zero seven five. Well, there you have it, and uh, you've got we got, we've got one more. Yeah, we've got
1: one more. We want to we want to uh, get a shout out to our friend and new sponsor of Not Done Yet, and that is PDI Medical. Uh, for those of you who've been uh, listening to the show and uh, watching the news, you'll know we have a new law as far as medical marijuana is concerned, and my friend Joe Friedman, Joseph Friedman, over there will answer those questions for you you can give them a call at 224-377-9734 or go to his site pdimedical.com that's pdimedical.com.
2: Uh, Joe is a pharmacist and he's a co-owner of that PDI medical uh, and the other with other pharmacists so they have a little bit of different approach to it when you come in um, you know they treat you from as a medical patient uh, they'll go over your list of medicines with you and determine you know make sure you're not contradicting anything first of all um so there it's a great place to go if you have serious medical problems uh, cancer or any of those forty one illnesses uh, Pdi medical is a great place to start getting information
1: from so
3: i'm uh, I'm sixty three years old now and I, I I skipped a couple years on my physical so I had a new doctor and He's got I was going <laughs> to say, skipped a couple
1: <laughs> years. What, you go from 60 to 63? How'd that work? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
3: <laughs> and uh, he's got the list out for all the medications. You know, and I, he goes, and what medications you're taking? I'm like, well, none. <laughs> he says, you're 63 and you don't take any medications? <laughs> no. I had my days where I took a lot when I was battling cluster headaches and I was an outpatient at the Diamond Headache Clinic. But as you guys know, sometimes the medication, you know, do I really need this? And the side and effect that comes yeah, with the medication. Make sure you're asking your doctor that because sometimes yeah. they're, you know, they think they're <laughs> making you more comfortable. But I had one Indocin. You know, I, had, I dealt with cluster headaches. I won't go into them, but just very debilitating headaches. And Indocin is like a NSAID painkiller, result r- reserved for like end-stage rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. I would take this, and it would make my body so sensitive I could not wear. A shirt for like a half hour after I took it. I would just be like, ah. No kidding. So I, you know, I was going to go up and hang out at the nudist colony, but (laughs) it was. uh, (laughs) Didn't work out. (laughs) It didn't work out so much. Uh, But, you know, these medications. Petition. What petition? (laughs) And if you need it, if you need it, take it, you know. But uh, but be in conversation. Don't just blindly, you're responsible for your own care. Uh, Yes. So when they say, here, take this medication, say, okay, what's it for? What's it gonna do? And, and
2: you know, and, and
1: how long? That's a big one. And what are yeah. the side effects? Right. Yeah. You, you get a lot of people, um, and, and you hear it and you see it all the time. Uh, you know, doctor said I gotta take this for the rest of my life. Well, what exactly is it doing? Is it keeping you alive?
3: How did you get to this point without right. taking? It? Yeah. Yeah, right. Right.
1: <laughs> so yeah, be very wary of stuff like that. Yeah.
3: It, well, I, I, you know, I heard the one guy say. Uh, isn't it funny how all the people who are for abor- abortion have already b- been born? Uh,
1: funny <laughs> how that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs>
3: sometimes, you know, we, we we really just need to continue to have that open dialogue uh, with the doctor because they're, especially today, especially out at, uh, you know, CTC, yeah. uh, CTCA, Cancer Treatment Centers yep. in America, uh, they're so good at it out there uh, of, of just, you know, you are... You are the CEO of your healthcare.
2: Yeah, like they like customer participation. Right. You know, you you are in control. Uh, you know, like Gary always says, cancer didn't have me, I had cancer.
3: Amen. If I were
2: cancer, I wouldn't mess with that guy. <laughs> <It's> like, <uh-oh. laughs> I used to ride with him in the mornings for about three years up to the hospital, three days a week, and I <laughs> he wore me out. I couldn't do it anymore. After a while, I said, Gary, I, was, I love you, man, but I can't ride up there anymore. I got to go in later. He <laughs> gets up or at 4 o'clock.
3: Can you just put a bed in the back of that big truck <laughs> of yours and I'll
2: crawl in and, and a coffee pot ma- and a coffee machine. That guy drinks more coffee than anybody I ever met. I He'll know. have a pot or two before he leaves in the morning before he goes to the hospital. Well, that's I didn't say a cup, I said a pot. Gary knows I'm not lying about it too, so I'm lying, I'm dying. Right. We got some events coming up that you want to yes, talk about. Yes, we do. Uh since it's Blood Cancer Awareness Month, some of the things I wanted to let you know about if you if you want to give and you want to be charitable but you don't want to do the physical part, uh, there's quite a few different organizations, blood charity, uh, blood cancer organizations, charities you can <laughs> give to. Leukemia Lymphoma Society is one of them. You can give to that. Uh, Saint Jude's Children's Hospital. A lot of people don't think of that, um, but there's you know that's a children's hospital and a lot of children get leukemia, lymphoma, blood cancers just like adults do. Um, there's a leukemia research foundation a lymphoma research foundation and a multiple myeloma research foundation So if you have any of those blood cancers, there's plenty of places to go out there and get information about it uh, American Cancer Society has great information also if you want to do something like Donate blood or something like that. There's a organization called be the match um, People have to have stem cell transplant sometimes and they need donors. Sometimes their blood is not well enough to even harvest their own white blood cells sometimes. And when you do a stem cell transplant, that's basically what they're doing is harvesting, kill off all the bad cells. Let's let's harvest some healthy new ones, kill off all the bad ones, and then re-inject you okay. with your healthy ones and get them kick-starting those well, bones to produce good blood cells.
3: I, I'm asking this because I don't really know. Yeah. There's all these different, there's leukemia melanoma over here. There's, mm. uh, there's this over here. There's that over there. Yeah. Do they at any point combine their resources or are they
2: in competition with each other uh, to find the They're like cure? the breast cancer organizations. There's different yeah. organizations that.
1: I think it's more of a specialty type thing. Uh, I don't know. If it's yeah, necessarily a lot of uh, because competing of, with each other. Yeah, because
2: of being more specific with them. So the Leukemia Lymphoma <laughs> Society is going to just focus mostly on those. They deal with myeloma because that's a blood cancer, but that's their main focus. Um, and most of these don't really focus on one thing. It's a get the funds in, then let's either fund research or let's fund programs right. where this money goes right back to the patient Right. Uh, or our funding, putting on events. They have a, 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 Gale, a cup regatta that they have in Lake Michigan. They have them all over the country. Uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society does. So if you're into sailing, you can check out Leukemia Lymphoma Society for their regatta events. There's uh, Team in Training, which is a big program they have. Uh, TNT is what it's called. If you are very active and you like to run marathons or do triathlons, hikes, climbs, uh, they have, if you raise money for Leukemia Lymphoma Society, they will coach you and get you into these events and train you uh, so that you can make it through the event. So, th- so if you like to do the physical part of it for yourself, but you want to help out other people, those are great ways to do that uh, through their organization, either team and training. Look that up, tnt.org um that's that on the leukemia and lymphoma society uh, oh light the night is another one october 20th in chicago they have them all over the country it's called light the night uh, it's at nighttime. they'll have paper balloons on sticks and they're either gold white or red for either people that we've lost people that are presently fighting it or people that are, who are just survivors of it and, it, and just like you said with, the, with the, the glow sticks and everything it's a beautiful sight at night when you see all these thousands of these paper balloons in red, gold, and white just going through the city, going for the walk. When they do it, they'll go along the Lakeshore Drive and down along the lake and everything. Just a beautiful sight to see. Uh, we're a big believer in participating in these walks, not just for the fact of raising money, but for the emotional and the psychological support that you give and get from these and being in those events. People are do ah, I want to go on a cancer walk. It's just sick people. <laughs> it's completely the opposite. Oh. It's people that are full of life.
0: They're amazing. Just
2: exciting, they're just excited to be alive. It just There's so much energy at these walks, positive energy, that whether you have cancer or not, j- just go to them, and you'll be amazed at the people that you meet there.
3: Now, one of the things when you guys first started, that mm-hmm. you're repurposing um, different stuff, medical supplies, yep. clothing. Yep. How's, yep. how's, how's that working out? That. What are you
2: doing? Fine. We still have those things. You can contact us on um, Not Done Yet. You can contact us on either Tom Sellers' Facebook page or my Facebook page. Um, you can contact me at 815-388-4295 if you need any medical supplies. If we have them, we'll get them to you. Uh, we have other items that people are donating. Just, just call if you're having a problem. Uh, let's say your TV goes out and you haven't been able to work because you've been sick. What do I do? I, you know, and One of the things I enjoyed was sitting home watching TV because that's about the only thing I could do. And, and let us know we'll, we'll get one for you we'll find one for you we've had people donate tvs we have one we actually have one right now so just you know if there's a need that you have get in touch with us and we'll see what we can do to help you with that perfect yep i'd like to
3: have you guys at some point on a thursday morning come out to freedom one yeah and uh and visit us out there also might be another opportunity i have just signed a contract as the uh, stadium voice for the Vipers professional basketball team, oh cool, uh, their American Basketball Association team in Lake County, and uh, I know they they get involved and do different things as well. So uh, let's uh, let's keep yeah. our doors open and see if we can get it some. Just uh, yeah, it just brings you know more and more awareness. Whatever to we this. can do to this, this show is it's one of my favorite shows on the air. I listen to you guys whenever I can, and thank you for inviting me it. to be on today.
2: Um, I Wanted to mention also there's a couple of breast cancer walks coming up uh, pretty soon October 14th in Libertyville at the uh, Independence Grove Park basically is what it is in Libertyville, Illinois um, uh, Making strides against breast cancer has their annual walk there There's a Susan G Komen walk coming up very soon in September September 23rd in Milwaukee along the lakefront. That's a really big that's probably one of the biggest breast cancer walks in the Midwest.
3: Is that so the one that goes from Milwaukee to Chicago? No, that's no? A,
2: that's the three-day one. The three-day uh, This is the C- Susan G. Komen one. They have it right on the lakeside, right o- right downtown Milwaukee on the lake. And it's, uh, it's just amazing the thousands. I think they have about 30,000 people there. So it's, it's wow. pretty big. Wow. Yep. So don't forget, just go hey. online. Go on Google. Cancer walks in your area, and you'd be amazed how many opportunities you have to go and do something.
1: All righty. Well, we are just about out of time this week, so we want to uh, want to wrap up by by saying, Robbie, thanks for all that information. Oh, no uh, those of us, those of you who uh, listened to us today, thank you. Spread the word around. We need more just like you. Yes, we appreciate you being here. I want to thank particularly Coach Papa today. Uh, we we had a last minute uh, cancellation for guests today. I happened to run into him. Uh, at another appointment that I was at, and he's like, "You know what? I have time. I'd be happy to do that." So, Coach, thank you on uh, short notice for for helping us out today and and sharing your story with us.
2: Well, you are most welcome. Thank you. A lot of the guests that we have on that we book and have planned on, a lot of these people are still fighting cancer, and sometimes exactly, and sometimes you got a bad day, and uh, so that that's when we cancel our guests sometimes that's usually what's what's happening these people are still actively fighting or somebody they know I wasn't here last week because my daughter was going through that and I wanted to be with her during that surgery uh, so uh, that's where we were as Tom said I was on assignment last week on so assignment. <laughs> and we just thank you for being here giving us the opportunity to you know come into your homes and share some of our experiences with us and uh, we're going <laughs> to kick this thing's butt eventually I, I live for the day where I go you know what I forgot to take my cancer pill this morning I'll take it tomorrow that's yeah. how insignificant it's going to be.
3: Well, and that's, uh, you know, you so many of you out there, if you're listening and you've got a story or you know someone with a story, reach out to these guys because your Please. story or their story may touch somebody else. A friend of mine was, uh, was kind of shy about speaking, and uh, he, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, uh, oh, I got a slot for you uh, to speak. He goes, where? Well, it was in front of like 10,000 people. <laughs> And He's like, "I I can't get <laughs> you know, about 10,000 people. I can't talk in front of that many people." And he looked at him and he said, "You selfish SOB." And he goes, "What do y- wh- what do you mean? I'm not selfish. I help a lot of people. I do a lot of things." You've got a story, and you've got 10,000 people who need to hear it, and because, oh, I don't feel good. I don't <laughs> I'm don't. i scared about talking in front of public. What will people think? You selfish <laughs> SOB, get out there and pick yes. up that microphone. You know us. We're and very, uh, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and it's So if you've got a story uh, and you're not willing to share <laughs> it, I'm not going to call you a selfish SOB. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> uh, come in here. It's a lot of fun. These guys are very relaxed atmosphere in here, and yeah. um, you'll really enjoy yourself.
2: We, we can do interviews either by phone through the show, or we would love it when you're here in person and as a guest. That's that's uh, we love that exchange that we have with you when you're here. So please contact either Tom Sellers or myself, Robbie Robinson, if you have a story and you want to tell it. We'd be more than happy to share your story with everybody else.
1: Absolutely. Good. And our closing thoughts are this: you know, the reason you're watching this is you are currently involved in or know somebody who is involved in this this big c word thing. And yeah. the fact of the matter is, folks, we're not done yet.
3: We're not done yet. Uh, you better believe we'll it. We'll be done in about 30 seconds, <laughs> but we're not done yet. <laughs> we will just now. We'll be,
1: back. <laughs> we'll be back next
2: week. Thank you again. Yes, we will. Hey, uh, I believe uh, next week, is it, that we're having Christine Parrish or the week after? We're having a pancreatic survivor on, I don't remember, chemo brain. I don't remember
1: if it's next She's week or the back, week so after. going to be here this week. It's uh, okay. If Christine we're gonna put her Parrish next week.
2: No, there's another Christine. Okay, we'll, yeah, we'll two, two Christines that, that we tune actually in have for the have, latest
3: so. family feud <laughs> between Tom and Robbie <laughs> is the two <laughs> Christines. We're fighting over two.